Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl, and y'all, I need to brag on all of you for a moment. We are almost at 3,000 downloads for this podcast, and I am so blown away by your responses, by your feedback, by your willingness to show up every day and become the best version of yourself. I am so proud of you. I am so beyond humbled and honored to be here. Thank you so much. I know that you are on this journey for a reason and you are deciding to choose better for yourself every day. And by showing up here, by taking the time for yourself to listen to something empowering, to move your body, to focus on moving towards the happiest, healthiest version of yourself. And I cannot reiterate this enough. You are doing amazing things and your potential is unlimited. Most of us don't even know what we are capable of and how incredibly powerful we are when we decide to step in to the highest version of ourselves. And of course, if you're feeling generous, please feel free to like, share, subscribe, leave feedback wherever it is that you're listening to the show. My goal is to answer all of the comments that are coming through, all of the emails, and to really take all of that feedback and make this the best, most empowering podcast, which the last time I checked, this is like in the top five of the most empowering podcasts in Trinidad and Tobago. And my goal is to make this the most empowering podcast here in the United States. So wherever you are listening right now, let's crush this. So first, I want to set our intention for the day. Whether you are hot girl walking right now, or you're chilling at home, maybe you're driving in the car, wherever you are, take a moment to focus on you. Maybe you've been feeling some negativity, or there's been some anxiety, or you're just really all over the place. You're having one of those days where everything just feels kind of bleh. I want you to come back to who you are right now. Focus on how your body feels. Focus on what you can control. And what you can control is your thoughts. The way that you react to other people, places, and things. We cannot control what other people are doing. We can't control what they're saying. All that we can control is how we respond. And right now, I want you to choose peace and I want you to choose forgiveness, and I want you to solely focus on where you are in this moment and focus on who you are choosing to become because that woman is waiting and you already have everything that it takes to be that woman. You just need to step into that power and stepping into that power means no longer allowing outside forces to control the path that we take. I got a comment yesterday from a user who is listening over on Podbean, and she said that she just started listening to the podcast. She's been doing her hot girl walk every day, and for the first time ever, she's starting to feel better. She's starting to feel lighter. And I just want to reiterate how powerful this process is when you choose to actively be a part of your journey. And when I say actively, I mean choosing to go through the hard stuff so that you can heal and grow and thrive. Because you can be passively saying that you're growing and healing and thriving while not actually do anything to create any of those things. So when we are actively choosing to heal and grow, it's painful. And there are going to be moments that you don't want to do it. And that's okay. I don't want you to beat yourself up about that. I want you to understand that when you choose 
to live a healthier life. And when you choose to step away from that chaos and that toxicity and that trauma, your brain's going to fight you and you need to fight back. And once you start to acknowledge what your brain is doing, it becomes so much easier. I kind of equate this to how I felt when I first joined the army. So I was in the army national guard for six years. And when I first got to basic training, I didn't know anything about the military. I was pretty out of shape. I was never into exercise or mindset and I was terrified. And what I learned very quickly is that when you get to basic training, the entire purpose of the drill sergeants and how they treat trainees is very intentional. They are breaking down the trainees on purpose and they are giving the trainees something to mentally and physically fight back against. So a lot of people buckle under this pressure because they get to basic training, they've got these drill sergeants screaming in their face and they think, I can't do this, I can't handle this. And I almost felt that way. But I pretty much immediately realized that it was a game. They were treating us a certain way on purpose because the whole point is for you to mentally and physically fight back while also learning what you need to learn to become a soldier. And the same thing is true when it comes to our brains. When we spend our entire lives, or at least years and years, in a very stressful, chaotic, traumatic environment, and then we step away from it, our brain is testing us, kind of like a drill sergeant. It is pushing back and trying to get us to buckle under the pressure and quit. And we have a choice. And once you start to look at this like it's a game, it actually becomes empowering. I want to say it almost becomes fun because even though it's painful, you know that you are doing this for a very specific reason. And of course, when I first got to basic training, it was so difficult. Y'all, I was so out of shape. I was not mentally strong. I was not physically strong but I knew that they were testing me. And I've always been a competitive person and I've always been somebody that wants to prove everybody wrong. And I knew that there were other people, family members, people in my community, and also soldiers around me in basic training that were looking at me and probably thinking, yeah, I don't think she really has what it takes. And whether that was true or not, my perception of their opinions really pushed me to be better. And once I realized that the drill sergeants were doing everything very methodically to try to get us to buckle under that pressure, I wanted nothing else than to prove them wrong and to fight back. And because of that mentality, I didn't take anything personally, and I became one of the top soldiers in my class. And then when I went to my advanced army training, I was the top soldier in my class. So I don't say that to brag. I say that because it blows my mind to think about that transformation within myself in such a short period of time. I went into basic training with absolutely zero confidence. I was very out of shape and I had no idea how I was going to make it through. And then to look at where I started and where I ended up when I graduated was a complete 180. And I absolutely believe that the reason that that happened is because I looked at it as a challenge. I stopped taking everything personally. I put my head down, kept my blinders on, and I worked hard to be better than who I was the day before. And that was it. I told myself I was not competing with anybody else except myself.
And the same exact thing is true when you focus on your healing journey and you focus on becoming better. This has nothing to do with anybody else. It might feel like it. And maybe you're like me and you're very competitive and you want to prove people wrong. I don't think that that's a terrible motivator, but that should not be the main motivator. Your main objective is being better than who you were yesterday and being better than who you were five minutes ago. And of course, there are going to be moments where you're going to have hard times. You're going to have negative thoughts. You're going to want to give it all up because it feels like it's too much. And in those moments, that's when I want you to look at it like it's a game. I want you to look at it as my inner mean girl is testing me right now and I am going to show her what's up. And I know I always say this, but I'm going to reiterate it. At first, it is difficult. It's going to feel so weird and overwhelming because you're not used to pushing back. But the more that you do this, the more consistently that you do this, the easier it's going to become. And when I work one-on-one with my clients, this is exactly the type of thing that we tackle every single day. When I work one-on-one with my clients, not only are we doing weekly one-on-one Zoom calls, but we're also in daily contact via text. And my point in doing this is so that we can ensure that we are able to handle those hard moments together. Because when you just have one weekly call, kind of like we do in normal therapy or in regular life coaching, that's great. We can break down a lot of stuff in that call, but that's not where the chaos happens. That's not where the emergencies happen. So instead of just having one weekly call, we are in contact every single day. And this works so beautifully because we are able to truly build that consistency every day. And because of that, the results are so accelerated and so beyond belief, but it's not magic. It's just building that consistency, fighting back against your inner mean girl, introducing new baddie steps and changing your life. And I got to say, if you're thinking about working one-on-one with me, maybe you've had this burning desire to reach out. Girlfriend, don't fight it. Now is your time. Head over to my TikTok, Your Hype Girl Mags, or head over to my Instagram, at Magalonius. Click on that link in my bio. Sign up for a one-on-one call. It's absolutely free. Let's see how we can work together. If your goal is to change your life, I've got you. Don't let the fear hold you back any longer. And think about it like this. If you challenge yourself and you step out of your comfort zone and you schedule that one-on-one call and every client tells me the same thing. They say, I was terrified to do it, but I knew that I was holding myself back. So five, four, three, two, one, I pressed submit. I scheduled the call and it ended up being one of the best things that they could have done for themselves. And really look at it like this. You can challenge yourself. You can step out of your comfort zone, schedule the call, The worst thing that could happen is that we have a really great conversation and you walk away feeling stronger. Maybe it's not your time to work one-on-one. That's okay. At least you gave it a shot. At least you know where you stand. Stop holding yourself back. Schedule that call. Let's chat. And with that, we're going to move into part two of our self-love journey because there is so much to uncover when it comes to self-love and I need you to know that even if you have never felt that self-love, you are capable of feeling it now. You're capable of feeling it today. It all comes down to how willing you are to challenge your current thought process. 
There's an interesting concept that I want to cover today, and I've been thinking about it for quite some time, and the more that I think about it, the more sense it makes, and I can't believe that we're not talking about it more. And it's this whole idea that when it comes to self-love, loving yourself is not about loving the best version of yourself. It's actually about embracing and loving the worst version of yourself. So when we talk about self-love and we talk about needing to forgive ourselves, that really goes hand in hand with being able to embrace the worst part of ourselves. And I struggled with this for so many years because I was so focused on why can't I seem to love myself when I'm doing all these things to be better? But what I was completely ignoring was that I was unwilling to embrace the worst part of myself, the flaws, the things about myself that I didn't like. And because I was completely ignoring that and just focusing on all the positive, that's what made it feel phony. That's what made it feel fake. Because I was so focused on, okay, just be positive, think positive thoughts, love what you're doing, focus on the good stuff, but we can't ignore the bad stuff, especially when the bad stuff is tied to trauma. This is such a powerful concept and it makes sense because in the therapy world, there's really no way to move forward and heal if you don't address the trauma. So let's take PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, for example, if you have some type of PTSD from a traumatic event and you're trying to heal and move forward, it's almost impossible to get to a healthier place without addressing the trauma. And the problem that most of us face is that we are unwilling to face that trauma because it's painful. Of course it is. And I need to make a disclaimer here. I do not expect you, if you have been through something extremely traumatic, I do not expect you to try to do this on your own. And I don't want you to think that you need to rush through it to get to the end result. This could take years. And I don't want you to feel obligated to rush into this, especially without the help of a trained professional, because depending on the trauma, depending on your response to it, uh, this could get heavy. And I understand this because I had to go through this in therapy. I still work on uncovering this stuff and healing it now. And I understand that it gets heavy. So please don't think that you need to tackle this alone. You are not alone. But if you feel like you are at a place to start working through this, maybe on your own, maybe with a therapist, maybe you're thinking about working one-on-one -on -one with me, whatever the case might be, we really need to focus on embracing and accepting the worst parts of ourselves. And we talk about this all the time here on this show. We talk about forgiveness and we really spend a lot of time focusing on how we can become better. So being able to embrace our flaws and forgive ourselves for the worst parts of ourselves, which I don't even really like to use that word because if I say the worst part of me, that automatically gives it a negative connotation as if it's something that's not worthy of love. So I'm going to try to think of a better way to describe this because using the terms best and worst, nah, I don't know if I really like that too much, but for this situation, that's how we're going to address it because it does make sense and it's really easy to showcase both sides, best and worst. So for the sake of self-love, 
let's take a look at the parts of you that you may not be accepting right now. And these could be physical attributes, such as being unhappy with your current weight, or not liking the way that your skin looks, or being unhappy because you have cellulite, which, by the way, I have cellulite, 90% of women have cellulite. This is such a normal thing, and we just act like we're wrong for having it. And if you do, I promise you, you're not alone. But I understand that that physical attribute, we tend to look at it as a flaw, and until we can start to embrace it, we absolutely hate it. Or maybe it's something mental that you have a hard time accepting and embracing about yourself. Maybe you haven't forgiven yourself for the way that you've treated somebody. Maybe you have a very hard time letting go of perfectionism, which I will say this until the very end, perfectionism is one of the biggest confidence killers because when we focus on being a perfectionist, nothing will ever be good enough. And how can we ever be confident in what we're doing if nothing's ever good enough? So if you are a recovering perfectionist like I am, girlfriend, I feel you, perfectionism is killing your confidence and we need to focus on instead of being perfect, just making progress, just failing forward. Because when we are able to do that, we can recognize our strengths and we can start to feel better about the things that we're doing and we might even find that we stumble upon something great because we don't let the perfectionism hold us back. So whatever it is that you are holding on to that you cannot seem to accept about yourself, I need you to ask yourself why. Why is it so important that you hold on to this? And why is it so important that you allow it to hold you back from loving yourself? And here's what I've found with most clients that I work with. When we really start to dig into this, the underlying issue that tends to hold us back from self-love is the idea that we don't deserve it. And because we don't deserve it, of course, we are going to find all of these things about ourselves that we don't like because we need to justify to ourselves why we don't deserve it. And this negative feedback loop is so detrimental to our overall health. But the good news is that we can change it. And just like with every other part of the healing journey, it's not easy at first, but that does not mean you should hold yourself back from trying. So what I'm about to say might feel impossible at first, but I want you to humor me. I want you to take one part of yourself that you really seem to loathe. You might even say that you hate that part about yourself, whether it's something physical or mental, it doesn't matter. Whatever that one thing is, I want you to focus on it and I want you to be upset about it like, ugh, I can't stand my cellulite or ugh, I hate that I was so mean to this person. I want you to hold that in your head for a moment. You got it? I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to let it go. Watch it float away. Now, if it's a physical attribute and it's something that you can work on to make it better, think about it like this. You absolutely can accept the parts of yourself that you don't like right now while also working on making them better or changing them or stepping into the better version of yourself that you know you're meant to be. And the same thing is true mentally. The same thing is true when it comes to something that we are working on mentally. If you are tired of being a perfectionist, 
instead of being angry that you are a perfectionist, accept that that's where you are right now and start making the daily changes to change it, to make it better, to make that not part of your life anymore, and to morph into who you know you want to be. You deserve the world, sister, and I am going to remind you of that every single day. This is a journey, it takes time, and the fact that you are here right now means that you are willing to do what it takes. So instead of thinking you need to go from zero to 100 and go all in, start taking those tiny, consistent steps each day to make changes and I promise you, your life is going to drastically change. That's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for being here with me. Send me all of your questions. Let me know what you want to hear more of on the show, and I will catch you on the flip side.